0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. Already, I just started and I'm fumbling over my words. It is what it is. Here we go. I am not starting this again. (laughs) Welcome back. Hi, this is Liz on the Liz Teach Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me, as I said, and I hope that you come away learning something, being edified and being encouraged and uh, that you learn something new, or if it's something you knew already that you will be reminded. I I really want you to be encouraged and just have like that ding, ding, ding moment. Oh my goodness. Yes. That's what I need to do. That's what I need to think. Thank you, God. All right. So today, what I want to talk about is uh, something that I hear often, and it's not biblical and even well-meaning christians would say this it's always kind of funny to me when non-christians say it because and i will go into that but i want to talk about how this phrase is continuously put on social media it's even shared by christians it's shared by non-christians and it is completely wrong and unbiblical and that statement is that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. No, no. Find it in the Bible. Have y'all seen that reel on Instagram? Find it in the Bible. It's not in the Bible. This is not biblical. In fact, the word of God continuously shows us how he uses the weak. And they become strong in God, that in our weakness, He is strong. It's not because we're tough. It's not because we're strong. It's not because we have something special. You know, we need to stop saying that. And also, so if I'm abiding in peace and joy and I'm not battling every single day of my life, that means I'm not a tough soldier. It sounds like I would even be disqualified completely if I'm not in a continuous battle. Uh, you know, that all of a sudden I'm disqualified. I'm not even a soldier. And so we want to just dispel all of that nonsense and, uh, see what God says, see what his word says. And I, so there are many reasons that people say this, and I'm going to go into that towards the end, but I just want to just talk about a couple of people in the Bible that we all know, even if you haven't attended church much, you have heard of these people and uh, you would think that they were tough, according to the statement. Oh, God gave him that assignment because he's tough. No, not at all. Not at all. And so let me read something. As a matter of fact, before I go into the the people I want to speak about, uh, let me see. It's in the book of James. And uh, James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And so the trials produce strength in us. It's not that we're given these trials because we are strong already this is why the word of God tells us that all things work for good for those that love the Lord and according called according to his purpose, because when we abide in the law in the Lord and things and circumstances come our way, difficulties come our way, because that's how life is that it produces something good in us. And that's what you see in the people in the Bible. And hopefully you see in your life or people that you're surrounded by that when they've gone through trials, it produced something good in them. It didn't produce, you know, bitterness and anger and hate and all these things of the flesh, but instead it produced these things that we see in James. And so if we think about Moses, just think about Moses, this man that led millions of people to freedom millions of people to freedom and god chose him to do this when god chose him he was in a desert running away because he had just killed a man running away because he had just killed a man and so many can say, "Yeah, from you know, he was selected from when he was young and he had a purpose, and so that's why God came to him, and we all have a purpose. we have we all have a call from God. We all have something that God will want to use in us. And so that's when God called him face to face. He was a murderer, he was a coward. He was hiding. And so that doesn't look like he was a, a, you know, Mr. Tough Guy at all. No, he was a, a man that was so full of whether disappointment, hatred, uh, confusion, and killed a man and ran away. And I say all those things because at, at that moment, you know, dealing with where do I belong, it can throw you into a kind of a frenzy, right? And so Moses had some stuff to deal with. And through his walk with God, through saying yes to his call to God and the struggles that he had, that produced the man that we read about. He wasn't already made, and God said, oh, he can handle it. I remember when I first came to the Lord and I started going through trials, one of the analogies that God used was how, you know, Liz, you're in a basketball game. And when you first become a basketball, uh, not star player, this player, player, <laughs> a basketball player, the coach is not going to immediately put you into an important game. You're not going to the finals. You're being tested throughout the season. For, you know, you could be on the bench sometimes, and then he puts you out. Let's see what, um, this person can handle. Let's see, um, you know, if Liz can, you know, throw the ball, whatever. I'm not even going into all the sporting terms. Cause I'll make a fool of myself. I'm just not that girl. And so, you know, then when, when you're prove yourself, then, you know, you put, you're put into the big game, but it's not proving your worthiness. It's just that you, through the test of time, through the test of that game and the things, the opponents you come up against, you're like, no, I got this. And you're getting the ball into the basket and you're a team player and you see yourself getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And that analogy, it's so weird. Cause I'm not a sports person and that's the analogy that God gave me. And so can he trust me with the finals? Can he trust me? And so, you know, through trials and difficulties and things that I've gone through, uh, my faithfulness has been tried and tried and I've seen how I've grown. And so the battles that would just cause me such heartache years and years ago is not even a battle now because of the growth, because it, the battles produce something good in me, but not just for myself, for my family. For my family, yesterday, it was such a beautiful conversation I was having with my oldest, and she was saying, Mom, Rebecca and I, her name is Raquel, Rebecca and I, her younger sister, we act this way because you did. We're able to do this and act this way, and it was talking about acting emotionally healthy because you've done this. We saw this in you. So when I was struggling and God is molding my character, it was for a greater good, So I wasn't just this tough soldier. No, no. God produced that in me through the trials, through the battles, through the difficulties. And I praise God because I'm not in a constant battle. And I consider myself strong in the Lord. And my faith is strong. I'm not in a constant battle. One of the benefits of, you know, trusting God in the midst of the battle is you can abide in peace. You can abide in joy. Uh, You know, you produce uh, wonderful things so others can also enjoy, you know, I have long suffering, goodness, patience, all those things uh, that God has been able to produce because of battles. It wasn't, I already had it. It was through the battles. And so, you know, if I am going through a time of peace, I'm not thinking, Oh my God, God might, must not think I can handle it. Cause he hasn't sent any struggle my way. Stop it. What are you doing? It's just like the more you talk about it and think about it and like, what? No, (laughs) this is not what God does. How about David? David, before he became king, before he killed Goliath, he was a young man uh, who was a shepherd of a sheep. Nobody thought anything of him. Nobody thought anything of him. And little by little shepherding sheep, taking care of the flock, taking care of the enemies that came to kill his flock, you know, to kill his sheep killing those bears, killing those lions. Until then he was killing thousands, thousands for uh, the kingdom of Israel and God made him king. No. And so yes, God sees things in us, but he doesn't, he sees our potential, but it's not about the strength. No, he's like, I can do great things. If you just give me your surrender, give me your heart. God gives assignments to those people that he sees a heart that, okay, I can trust this person because they've proven their faithfulness, right? Like in the game, I was at the bench first and this and that. And also we have different capabilities. And so, you know, he didn't give me Billy Graham's assignment he gave it to Billy Graham. Does that mean he's a tougher soldier than me? No, he had qualities that God he saw qualities in him that he knew he could use to evangelize to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. Of, I would say millions and millions and millions. So no, God does not give his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. We become strong soldiers because of the battles we go through we become strong because of the battles we go through and we see how great God is. And we trust God. A lot of the strength is inner strength, um, in in our faith being built because we have learned to trust God in the midst of it. We've learned to trust God. We see Gideon in the book of judges. He even says, but I'm, my clan is the weakest and I'm the least of the weakest clan. But God used him to save Israel in the midst of a time where Israel was being so disobedient, so disobedient. And and Gideon was like, "Where are you, God?" It's like they have turned their eyes from me. It says in, in Judges six one that the children of Israel, sorry, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. It's like, oh, you want to disobey? The enemy's got you. And so a lot of the times the battle you're going through has nothing to do with God, but because you've turned your, your, your heart from God, you are doing what is evil in his sight, you're, you're opening the door to the enemy. And so the enemy has you in that struggle. You're struggling with the enemy. He is tormenting you. It's not God, but we want to say it's God because I don't know what it makes us feel more spiritual then we don't have to look within ourselves, oh, God sent me this trial, right, did he, did he, or was that anger, because you deal with anger, or was that alcoholism, or was that drug addiction, or was that fornication, or was that adultery, the works of the flesh, that have you battling in a relationship, battling in your job, battling in warmth, Ay, peleando siempre, siempre peleando, all the time, everywhere you go, you're fighting somebody. That's not, that battle is not of the Lord. If you struggle at every job you go to, that is not from the Lord. Because if we are surrendered to God, the the Bible says, submit to God and the devil will flee. Submit to God and the devil will flee. And so we need to examine what battle exactly are we in? And we don't like to do that, right? We don't want to be self-aware. It's easier to just, okay, okay. God has me going through this. It's God. We need to be very careful. We need to be very careful. And so it can't be that we're constantly in, in a struggle with people. Everywhere we go, every job we have, every church we go to, every store we go to, we're always fighting and fussing and, oh, it's just... The spirits are against me. It's because the spirit of God is with me. And so the bad spirits clash against me everywhere. I go, stop it, stop it, stop it. If you're battling against spirits, and that means that the spirit of God is raising up within you. And instead of acting in anger, you're going to act in love. You're going to start praying. You're going to start interceding. You're going to start casting out those devils from the place where you're at. It's not submitting to them. And, oh, it's just because everybody's angry. So I'm angry where is the Spirit of God within you that's where our strength comes from from within from the Spirit of God because he has been true and faithful and so I can rely on him and so no matter who is fussing around me I'm not gonna fuss because I'm going to trust God I have to trust God uh just this Monday uh, I confronted a, a an unexpected situation and I even texted my daughters like and I was like I feel so defeated just feel so defeated. Because the unexpected, right, it kind of, where am I going to, you know, get help for this from? How am I going to deal with this, right? And you feel like the rug is pulled out from under you. And I just, I tell my daughters, I feel so defeated. And I got home and I just wept to the Lord. I wept to, I was like, you know what, Lord? No, you are my God. I am going to trust you. You have proven over and over and over again that you are faithful. And so empower me to, uh, deal with this, give me the wisdom that I need, lead me. And so as I surrender to him, he shows me my disappointment and, and I was feeling defeated because of disappointment. And so I had to deal with the disappointment and like, okay, God, I let it go. I let it go. And so we have to submit to God so that the devil will flee. If you are not surrendered to God, if you don't call Jesus your savior, if you are not, uh, you know, walking a life that is submitted to him, don't say that God is sending you battles. (laughs) He's not sending you battle. If anything, he's sending people to rescue you. There's people that are telling you that God loves you, that God wants to be in your life, that God wants to rescue you, but you're choosing the enemy. You're choosing the flesh. You're choosing the world. You're choosing your tactics. You're choosing your way. You're choosing everything, but God. So you're not in a godly battle. You're battling against your flesh. You're battling against the enemy. You're battling against culture. You're battling against the world. You know, don't put it on God. And so I know myself in uh, previous years, I see where I have even taken on battles that don't belong to me. We see our children struggling. We see somebody we love struggling and and we're just wallowing in their struggle, wallowing in what they're feeling instead of saying, no, God, I surrender this to you. So many of us are so battle weary because we're fighting everybody's battle. Then we're fighting with everybody. So come on. And so in our weakness, God is made strong. We don't want to feel self-sufficient. We don't want to go around saying, you know, I, I, I'm a strong soldier. I got this. Cause a lot of times when we say, no, I got this, I got this, you know, we're in denial about what we're feeling. And we're not examining ourselves before God. Isaiah 40, 29 says, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Our strength comes from God, from God. And just because we uh, have that strength in him doesn't mean he's going to send us toughest battles. What kind of God are you serving? That's not a good father. Oh, look, she's strong enough now. Let me just throw this away. no. Let me, throw, let me throw this at her. That's not a good God. That's not a good God. And so and, and Psalms 34, 2 says, my soul makes its boast in the Lord, in the Lord, not me. It's not me. It's the God in me. It's the God in me. And so we need to be careful with the things that we say because we're speaking these things on, on our lives and the lives of people we love you know, no, that's not encouragement. You must be one of his strongest soldiers. (laughs) No. (laughs) So then I must be real weak because I live in peace and harmony, you know, and the enemy rises. I'm like, get out of here. I submit to God. You need to flee. Get out of my house. Get out of my mind. Get out of my finances. Get out of my heart. Get out of my. No, 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 no. And so empower yourself with God. Empower yourself with his word. Lean into him and not your own understanding. That's what we need to do during our battles. But we need to examine what is this battle that I'm going through? What is it that I'm going through? And so when we're in the midst of a battle that God has allowed that God has allowed, that means that we're going to produce something good. You know, like uh, we see that in the story of Job. It's so funny too when people are like, oh, I'm just suffering like Job. Sit down, take a whole seat. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, oh God, for, God forbid that I would go through something like that. Jesus help me. Uh, because are you going through it like Job? I'm not even talking about the size of his difficulty, but are you going through with the heart that he went through it, where he just trusted God? And then he even questioned God, but then God responded, Hey, did you forget how big I am? Where were you when I created all this? Where were you? And he goes on, on just this beautiful dialogue with Job and Job comes to a greater understanding of who God is through his trial. That's what trials produce. We get closer to God. We get a greater understanding of who God is. That's what a trial should do. It's not a badge of honor. Oh, I must be a tough soldier. Oh, the enemy's after me. I don't know why people like saying that. The enemy's after me. Don't give glory to him. Don't give glory to him. Or we say, we like to say also, every time I I take two steps forward, the enemy comes and no, you you stand right there. You don't let him push you back. What God are you believing in? What word are you believing in? What word are you believing in during this time in your life that you're having a battle? And we can't compare battles, right? We have to be careful with that as well where we are going through something and it's difficult, whether let's say it's the death of a loved one or maybe uh, a sickness, a cancer or something. I'm like, oh, well, you're not going through what I'm going through or you don't understand. You know, we need to stop doing that to one another. And maybe um, I couldn't handle your battle and you couldn't handle mine, but God can. But God can. God can see us through. And so let's examine what it is that we're going through, because a lot of times also we're going through a difficulty in life and we're struggling because, you know, life throws us some punches and we just wallow in it instead of asking God, God, what should I do? Father, open my eyes to see what you want me to see. Father, thank you that you let me cry this out. Thank you that you strengthen me in the midst and in spite of my tears. Thank you that I believe in you. My favorite story, uh, besides Joseph. Oh my God! You, ha- if you haven't read the story of Joseph, in- Joseph in the book of Genesis, read that. He went through so much, and God was molding him through all that because then we see at the end of the story who he becomes. Who he becomes. And so, but the three Hebrew boys, right? And they said, no, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down. We're not going to bow down. God is going to save us. But what did they say in their next breath? Even if he does it, we're not going to bow down. And so sometimes you're going through something and it's hard and you don't see with your physical eyes, God coming through, but your spirit has to say, God is going to come through. I don't know how, but I know he is. And it's always better than we can think or imagine because that's a promise in the word for us that he will do beyond what we can think or imagine. I believe it's Ephesians 3. Don't know the verse, Google it, my friends. <laughs> he will do more than we can think or imagine. Uh, that's who God is. That's who God is. And so some trials seem to last forever. They, it just feels that way but it's not going to be that way. And in the midst of it we need to find peace. We need to find joy in the midst of all this. It's not in de- we're in denial of what's happening, but we serve a God that died so that we could have peace that surpasses all uh, all understanding. Right? Says the price of our peace were in those lashes that he received. Every lash on his back was for our peace, was for our healing, was for us to have an abundant life in him. And that's the God that I desire for all of you. I desire that for all of you. And so let's not say that, let's not say that, that God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. You know, we don't need to sound super spiritual. We don't need to convince other people that God is with us. We don't have to convince people that we're doing something for God. And, and that's why we're struggling. And no, let's ask God, why are we struggling? You know, is it something emotional? Is it something in my heart? Is it something I'm holding back? Am I not submitting an area of my life to you? Or Lord, you brought this. What is it that you want to reveal to me? Thank you that you're going to use this like the book of James to, uh, give me perseverance and just increase my faith and produce great things in me and produce a character in me like, uh, that will honor you and, and help others and reflect others to you at the end of the day. Right. We want to be ambassadors of Christ. And so we can't be in this constant struggle. We have to submit our lives to God so that the devil will flee. We have to submit our life to God so we don't continually battle against the flesh. We need to submit ourselves to God so that he can show us the way. And above all, to have Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And so if you're battling something, In Jesus' name, that you would submit to God, that you would surrender to him, that you would just give him an opportunity to help you if you haven't done so. Take some moments today, maybe after you finish listening to this or just play some music and just meditate on the Lord and ask him through his Holy Spirit to show you where is that struggle? Why is it continuous? Why are you battling this? God what is it? And let him show you. Let him show you what exactly it is that he's trying to produce in you and maybe you're struggling against him. Struggling against his will for your life. Maybe you need to make a decision and you haven't made it. And so that disappointment and discouragement and you know feeling like you're a failure keeps, you know, creeping up on you. Surrender it to God. He has a better way. He's so awesome. We want to walk in uh, submission to him, surrender, obedience, so that when we are in the midst of a battle, it's going to produce something for generations in Jesus' name. Because I know some of the battles I've fought, I have remained in that fight until I saw victory. It was for my children and my children's children. And it goes on and on and on. So in Jesus' name, that we would be like Moses, that we would be like Joshua, like Gideon, like David, that in spite of how maybe this world looks at us, that we could not produce any good thing. Uh, Even to Jesus, they say that. That just came to my mind. Even to Jesus, uh, because he was from Nazareth and he was doing all these great things and people would question, could something good come from Nazareth? is that possible? <laughs> and the father said, Oh yes, all the possibilities you will see because of that man from Nazareth, that God, a man in Jesus' name. And so that you would see that God wants to produce something amazing in you through the battle, through your releasing your fleshly battles, your worldly battles, that God is... Uh, he wants to do something great. Be empowered by him. Be empowered by his love. Be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know, and uh let's get victory in Jesus' name. Let's get victory. And please, let's stop saying that <laughs> to one another. Let's stop sharing that on social media. You know, you think you're his strongest soldier? Really? Really? <laughs> no. In our weakness, he is made strong. And praise God how because of that, we get stronger in him. We shouldn't be struggling with the same thing today that we did five years ago in Jesus name, that your faith would be increased in Jesus name, that your faith would be increased. Your trust in him would be increased in Jesus name, that revelation would come to you of what God wants to do in your life and through you. So All right. I hope that was encouraging. I hope so. And that you will share and uh, continue to submit yourself to the Lord in Jesus name. So thank you for joining me. This is Liz on the Liz Teach podcast. Have an amazing day. God bless you.